Would you please join with me in the prayer of illumination? Let us pray. Guide us, O God, by your word and your spirit, that in your light we may see light, in your truth find freedom, and in your will discover your peace. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our message today comes from the book of Ephesians, chapter 3, verses 14 through 21. Hear these words. For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. I pray that, according to the riches of his glory, he may grant that you may be strengthened in your inner being with the power through his Spirit, and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith as you are being rooted and grounded in love. I pray that you may have the power to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who by the power at work within us is able to accomplish abundantly far more than all we can ask or imagine. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. What a day already. It is really going great. What an awesome, exciting day to be here, to continue celebrating VBS, to participate in holy baptism, and um, who knows what else God has still in store. As you may know, this is uh, one of my first uh, couple of weeks here at Chapelwood UMC, and I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for helping to make it really great, uh, for being so kind and welcoming and letting me ask your name over and over again. Uh, it is really important to me that I begin to build relationships and get to know you, so I'm, I'm thankful that you've been able to do that. And I'm, I'm really thankful that we get to be here today. And if anyone's visiting um, who attended VBS, thank you, not only for trusting us with your children for a full week, but also for joining us today for worship. It's really special that you decided to continue the celebration. Before we jump into our message for today, I would like to stop uh, and pray. Would you pray with me? Good and gracious God, we do thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you that we are able to gather together here in this place and in this space, and here you are with us. In fact, it's your very breath that is in our lungs, longing to be known by us. And Lord, because of this, because of who you are, we can trust that when we seek you, we will find you. That when we listen for you, Lord, we will hear you. And God, when we're willing to take just one small step in an effort to follow you, you always lead. And so, Heavenly God, with this truth, we recognize that you are at work amongst us right now, and we surrender to you and to your will and to your ways. And it is in your gracious and perfect and loving name we pray. Amen. Some of those very first words of our scripture today say, for this reason, I bow. I bow my knees. And I was thinking how little we see bowing 
in our American culture today. Maybe we see it a little nod of the head. Maybe people are kind and open the door for someone coming after them. Other small gestures we use is maybe waiting for the entire table to get their food before we begin to eat. Or maybe when a new person enters the table or joins the table, we will stand and recognize they're joining us. But bowing is really not a part of what we really do. And as I thought about bowing, I had to recognize how much of a, of a physical act bowing really is. I mean, to bow on your knees, first off, you have to fall to your knees. You've taken away your ability to run or kick, but you don't get to stand tall on those knees, ready with your arms or core braced for what might be happening. No, you must continue the descent. As your hips go back and your chest almost flattens to the ground, it's actually a very uncomfortable position to be in physically. Not only can you not run or know what's happening, but your face, your nose, your mouth is literally in the dirt. And you have to be in full surrender. No, we don't find bowing in our culture too often today. But as Christians, we do know something about surrender. Because you see, when we offer up a prayer to God, a prayer request or concern or even a joy, we are in complete surrender. We recognize that I no longer have the answers. The solution is not inside of me and nor is it inside of you, but instead we surrender to God's will, God's ways and trust that God has everything we will ever need, even if it's uncomfortable, even if we feel like our face is in the dirt. It's through that surrender, through prayer, that we can learn to know God, to know God's ways and God's will. Our verses today actually tell us that could have a no, we could know God that's in a way that surpasses all knowledge, as if it would be more than our brains could understand, more than our intellect could comprehend, but we could know the fullness of God, not through facts and figures, stats, or even logic, but to know God through real experience, a knowing that surpasses all the knowledge we hold here and instead is a knowledge of really knowing. Remember your first car. Maybe you owned it or maybe you were allowed to drive it often. I bet you remember the year and the make and the model and maybe even the name of the color, which was way more exciting than just red or blue. I bet you remember the way the steering wheel felt in your hand. I bet you remember what it took to get the right radio station to play. I bet no matter, you knew how many bags could actually fit in the trunk and how many people could squeeze inside despite the number of seatbelts installed. You knew what it sounded like when it started and what it meant when the sound suggested it might not. 
You may not understand what it really takes for a car to run, to go, all the science and mechanics, but I bet if you walked outside right now and that car was in the parking lot, you would know it. You knew that car because of experiences. You spent time in that car. And we are able to know God like we knew that car. Through shared experience, God has a longing to be known way deeper and way more full than just what our brains can comprehend, what our brains can intellectually understand, but to know God fully through a real relationship, through shared experience, a knowing like we are, God is right beside us. Isn't that the beauty of the incarnation? That the all-knowing God, the all-possible God, all-powerful God, would choose to pour God's self into flesh and bones like you and me, would enter the world in the most humble and vulnerable state as an infant, and then live that life as a man who knew what real hunger was, real temptation, real sadness and betrayal, as well as the real joy of compassion and friendship. You see, this God has such a desire to be known by each one of us, like really known through experience, that God will stop at nothing to come and be known. We'll take on the same flawed flesh as you and me to dwell amongst us to be in real relationship, to be known by you. And even when this world doesn't like this truth, even when this world is upset, when this God, as Jesus refuses to deny who he really is, refuses to not be known by the truth of who he is and what he has come to do, even when the very world he has come to save will deny him, and betray and crucify, that won't even stop God from being known. No, you see, when they take his dead body and put it in a grave, that is not the end of God's pursuit of being known. No, Jesus comes out of the grave and says, nothing will stop me from sharing the truth. Nothing will stop me from being known by the people I love so dearly. Not the worst sin, not the, not the most disgusting thing you can think about. Not shame or guilt, not even death will stop me from being known by my people. Because you see, I am a God that is knowable and longs to be known. And here's the really good news. God chooses to be known through you, through the church. This is God's greatest act of being known, is through the church. Our scriptures tell us it is through the holy church that Christ would be glorified, that Christ would be known by all of the world. And as I read those words, I wondered for just a second, did that writer ever imagine this church? I mean, this one right here, with with this stage and this beautiful ceiling and lights and the Technology that just can't seem to want to stay working. I mean, this church? 
And for that matter, when Jesus declares that on the rock he would build his church, on the truth of who God really is and what God is really up to, that church, did Jesus intend for me to be a part of that church? Did Jesus know that you would be a part of that church too? I think he did. Because you see, the knowable God is all-knowing and knew from the beginning that this was God's way to be known by the world through regular, imperfect, complicated, and often way too messy people just like me and you. God doesn't think that we have to be good enough for this great task. No, God is good enough because we can't mess up what God is after, this desire to be known and for us to be a part of the plan to make God known to the entire world. On day one of VBS, it was a really, really special treat. I had all the kids in a, in a small circle, and I sat in the middle, and they all had their name tags affixed nicely, and I looked every single child in the eye, and I said their name, and then this truth. God knows you. You're a treasure. And no matter how those children had been behaving earlier in the day or, or whether they had ever heard that truth before, every single child, all 92 without fail, looked me in the eyes and smiled, hearing and accepting that truth, even if just for a second, even if it was for the first time. On the last day of VBS, on day five, we put them back in that same circle and we asked if they remembered what we talked about and most of them did, needed a little bit of reminding. But this time I didn't stay in the middle of the circle, but I joined the circle. And we started a, a chain reaction around the room where I looked to the child to my left and I said his or her name and then added the words, God chooses you. And then that child told the child next to her and next to him, and we went all the way around till everyone was told directly and individually that God chooses you for God's great mission of telling the world exactly who God is. And we talked a little bit about who else they could tell, who else in their life needed to know who God is and that God chooses them too. Tom, God knows you. Bailey, God chooses you. Mike, God knows you. Sarah, God chooses you. Believers, visitors, unbelievers, believers too. God knows you and God chooses you to know God fully and to be the way that the world would know who God is and that God can be known. And I wonder as we are gearing up for whatever might be ahead, whatever might be next, I wonder what it might be like if we were rooted and grounded in this truth, not only about who God is, but God's choosing us 
to be a part of what God is doing. I wonder what it might be like if Chapelwood heard it a lot and said it a lot to the people around. And I wonder more who in your life needs to be told. God knows you. God chooses you. And I wonder more who you might be willing to actually go and tell. Let's pray. Good and generous God, we do thank you for your willingness to know us, God, to hear us, to comfort us, to forgive us, and God, that you would choose us, just these broken, messy people who don't have it all right and rarely have it all figured out, and yet, God, it's through us, your church, that you would choose to tell the world exactly who you are. And God, maybe we don't know how to comprehend what that really means. Maybe we can't figure out what that plan entails, and so we bow. We surrender. We take out our feet and our core and even our arms to fight back and instead lay our faces in the dirt and surrender to you and to your ways and to your most perfect will, trusting that you, God, who knows all, is willing to be known, and you choose to be known through us. It's in your gracious and holy name that we pray. Amen.